0: Welcome in to the Score North first place Twins show live from CHS Field, home of the St. Paul Saints, live out here all afternoon long until 6 o'clock ahead of tonight's season opener against the Milwaukee Milkmen, 705, live out here at CHS Field. I'm Rami Makhloth along with Judd Zulgad, Twins reporter Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill, and uh, Derek, this is, you were the first person to tell me about the glories of CHS Field. This is a beautiful ballpark that... yeah, I did not know was here and did not expect to be this nice when I moved to the Twin Cities. I'll be 100% honest with you.
1: I'm surprised cuz you would have passed it on 94 coming from Milwaukee to uh our station in St. Paul. So. I don't pay attention. <laughs> <to> what's <laughs> happening around me, like Derek? It's a very a fairly uneventful drive and then you see this beautiful baseball field. laser focus on yeah. the uh, taillights All right. in front of me. Well, there I'm a, go. I'm a safe driver. I'm Over safe in Lower Town, sa- driver. yeah, it's a great if you are in St. Paul or anywhere nearby. I told you guys before the season started, before I went to spring training, I said this was one of the things I look forward to in the summer is coming down to Lower Town St. Paul and watching a Saints game. And
0: I can see why. I can definitely see why. Judge and as said, I pointed
1: out to you guys, Rami, the beer corner is that one. Yeah, Judd said he'll be <laughs> over there at <laughs> 6.05. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. 6.05 tonight after Matthew. I. I might call him sick. I don't think I'll wait that long. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm going
1: to get done <laughs> what time with the show. show call <laughs>
2: Phil and say, dude, I got to go. I'm sick. And stay here and drink. The, the great thing, too, is craft beer here. Reasonably priced. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's not the $11 craft beers that really? you find at other uh, <coughs> certain sporting events around town. No, they have, uh, I'm not saying it's dirt cheap, but it's reasonable.
1: Best, until I'm proven otherwise, best sports bar in St. Paul. CHS Field. Um, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I
2: was going to say it's better than the X for sure. Uh, it, uh, the soccer stadium rivals it, but again, the problem there is $11 beers. So yeah, the the choice of craft beers the here. The bang for and buck. The, yes, the bang for buck and the price here is
0: Magnificent. Pound for bo- pound, you're saying pound for pound, the best sports bar in Minnesota.
2: on <laughs> uh, no, Target We're Field. In Target Field. <laughs> I think Target Field is still, but this this place is great. It it rivals.
0: Them. It is. It's a beautiful park, and I I said this during Purple Daily. I do not want to put a roof on this one. I don't think the. Wow. R- I know. First That's time we heard this. I just don't think the
1: ROI is 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 uh is, it makes sense. He'd put a roof on Fenway. He'd put a roof yeah. on Wrigley. Yes. So
3: so what you're saying, Rami? Yes. Yeah. CHS Field uh-huh. in Saint Paul, Minnesota yes. is the only ballpark in America you are, are okay with. No, not no, having I, a don't,
0: I don't, thi- I don't, I <laughs> don't, I think only pro ballparks should have retractable roofs. The, oh, re- the return on investment
1: and is the not California worth ones, it. he
0: doesn't want California. ones. California, oh, okay. California, yeah. California so is it's like stadium, stadium. when I become commissioner, <laughs> when I become commissioner and instill the mandatory retractable roof, Ryan. occasionally for like five minutes and then it doesn't do it again for like four months, it's fine. But, California's fine. All
2: right, I was gonna say it does rain there,
0: but when I become commissioner, retract roof mandate will be order number one. Order number two will be the robot umpire takeover.
2: I think you've got it in the wrong order. And then I'll resign.
0: Order. I think that, you've the I, order actually, Rami. I won't resign. <laughs> then I'll drop the prices and make the sport more digitally accessible to yeah. people across the country. And ban shifts. And then I'll resign because my work will be done and the sport <laughs> he'll, will be prosperous.
2: He'll ban shifts, too. He, he
0: can't no, I wouldn't
1: ban shifts. No. We, <laughs> we, you said robot umpires. We did talk about that at length today on Glenn Perkins on baseball. We, we pre-taped it for this morning. We'll actually give... Listeners of this the Score North Twin Show, a sneak peek at that Glenn Perkins on Baseball coming up here in the second segment. But one of the we basically did two big heavy segments. The first one was on the Twins bullpen, and you know where that's looking and what what it's trending and do do tell. And and let's get into that. But I just wanted to say quickly that segment two of that meaty my new favorite Glenn Perkins on Baseball show is robot umpires and how you would implement it and how it would be perfectly fine
0: beautiful that's coming up at 120 here on the score north first place twins show and we have a lot to talk about when it comes to your first place twins the first thing i wanted to address is not a big deal did not end up having a huge bearing on yesterday's game but i didn't see this play until this morning because i was on the air yesterday while the twins game was going on did anybody ask cj crone what the hell he was looking at When that ball was
1: pitched to him by Jake Odorizzi, why was he looking out into center field and the ball just sailed right past his head? I happened to be on the air at the same time, so I didn't see the show, and I'm wondering if he just thought that was a ground ball to second base. So he's looking out at the second baseman, turned his body square to shoulders. Okay. But that's, then Odorizzi flips like. it. Yeah. That's what it looked like. Oda Rizzi actually cut the ball off. It was a nice athletic play to get off the mound to his left. So you don't think he expected Oda Rizzi to get it? I don't think he thought the pitcher was going to have that ball. And then I, well, for whatever reason, maybe they didn't practice that one in spring training. That's the thing, right? We all talk about like pitchers fielding practice. It's so important. And the Twins are like, Uh, Actually, it's just really important to have these guys physically ready to dominate on game one. Fitcher's fielding practice is a little bit of eyewash. So hold on a second. It hurt them in one in one instance. So your takeaway was a CJ
2: Crone mess up when that bullpen was on fire? That, no, I just wanted the buil- to. Be, the building was burning down. We was, were in the top floor, and you're worried. Since, and you're worried about all.
0: It's, the building is not burning down. Everything's fine. Cut the brakes. Yeah, but the, the, that <laughs> was, yeah, cut the brakes. Ever, all, yeah. ever since I saw the highlight this brakes morning, that's been the cliff. burning question on my mind. <laughs> I was like, we had okay. to have somebody at the ballpark who asked. What? or somebody had to be at the ballpark who asked. What were you looking at, dude? I, I didn't see an answer anywhere. I was looking this morning. I didn't see the question posed or an answer to just
1: what the hell happened on that play anywhere, and it's been burning me up. I think that the hardworking beat writers who covered the Minnesota Twins in this town had the same thought that Judd Zolgad had, which is, huh. Why
2: is Trevor Hildenberger still here? I wonder oh, don't I worry,
1: not. he's not. I wonder what Craig Kimbrell is doing these days. There is. I got done with that Angel series, and I th- I thought two things. One is... Wow, they almost did it again. That bullpen that people have been nervous about, and I've been saying, don't worry, don't worry, no big deal. It almost became a very big deal uh, during that afternoon game with the the, re- the fin- finale with the Angels. But the second thing that I was thinking, and this is still my overarching opinion of this team, 12 games above five hundred, first first place, the Indians don't look like challengers, and now you're heading west to two teams that you should hopefully be able to take care of business against. Things are looking overall Really good for the twins around that bit of a uh, tire fire that Judd had referenced. Well, yeah, you would John. just like
2: to you would just like to have a little bit more long term stability to be certain of things because they are in position. Yeah, and right. and as we've all talked about, it's quite clear now as we get closer and closer to June first that you have a window here that perhaps you it's never open. even expected to be, you know, go, go back to what Thad said in January or, or so, which is we try and judge when the window's going to be open. Essentially, I think he said we don't always know, and so we try and do the best job possible to take advantage when it does open. And I think his point at the time was it's going, in his opinion back then, it oh, was yeah. open a smidge probably. Well, now that sucker is wide open, and so that's why I think yeah. it's very interesting in what the approach over the next few months is going to start to be. Yeah, back then. Or weeks, I think, honestly. Yeah, or hours. Well, with Kim well, with Kim Roll, it could be weeks. When can you meet us in Seattle? It could be weeks. I look at the this draft.
1: and say the Twins this winter probably thought, now I'm guessing, I'm, I am I. don't know this, but my thought is they viewed this season as the potential first year of this window, that it was like, okay, there's a there's a 60% chance that the window opens this year, this summer, and that we're going toe-to-toe with the Indians. But there's also like, you know, some forty percent chance. Maybe it's a thirty percent chance that uh, just things didn't fall right for us, or the injury bug bit early, like it did in 2018. There was that percent chance that this isn't going to be the summer we'll load up again for next summer. That percent chance is gone. That's now zero. It's it's a zero percent chance that this team is non-competitive by the trade deadline. That's why I think this stuff starts to get so interesting. Now you can start to talk about building up on the margins. You're, you're not looking for the quarterback anymore. Now we're talking about like the swing tackle on offense or they're, they're probably a better metaphor for that to cross sports, but in baseball, it's your foot needs to be on the gas. Now, if you're this twins team, that's why I'm fascinated to see what they're going to do here.
2: And let's talk about that too, because windows to me in seasons, and we all assume,
1: you know, that's a, it's a three year
2: opportunity and that's probably true. Um, Or five years. No, no. but I'm saying four teams, just in general. Uh, But to me, this this conversation also falls into approximately the the same conversation as playoff momentum, which doesn't exist. So uh, the window here now, you don't know a year from now. A year from now, Barrios could hurt his arm. A year from now, uh, Buxton could regress. A lot of things... That aren't happening right now. So to assume that, okay, this is the start of it, and for five years it's going to be great. Well, it should be, but you don't know that. So I think what makes this conversation so intriguing now is to absolutely positively see that a lot of things are breaking your way and going well and to pounce now. Hammered out To absolutely pounce now because you just don't know about 2020. When you say now, do you mean like now? No, today, no, I'm or saying or 2019. Oh, I'm yeah. saying 2000, 2019. Yeah, you dive in that pool based on, on the fact that 2020 whatever. should be good, but should be in sports. We've all seen that blow up before.
0: And the name that's, that's hot that's burning up the MLB Trade Rumors websites right now is is Madison Bumgarner. Honestly, guys, because of what Derek said, because of what you're saying, Judd, I'm thinking about 2019, and I'm thinking about the playoffs and how this team lines up in a series. I'm already there. I'm already (laughs) lining up the pitching rotation for a series. And in a a seven-game series, you need four pitchers. I'm good with throwing Barrios, Odorizzi, Martin Perez, and Kyle Gibson at a team in a a seven-game playoff series because do you feel great about Kyle Gibson going out there? No, probably not. But you're going to rely on that guy, and he's going to have an effect on one game. Your bullpen can potentially have an effect on all seven games in a series. At this point, if my choice is Madison Bumgarner or one or two arms that solidify the bullpen, give me some bullpen arms all day
1: long. I don't know about you guys. That's exactly how I think about it. now. Could you upgrade the rotation? Yeah, and I've made that case. I make the case that you should aim for a top-flight starter. Push Barrios down into that number two slot. So, Rami, as you're planning out your playoff series, he's game two of the American League Division Series. So, we're already we're already planning that out, mapping out the pitch. Let's make sure he's got the rest and yeah, on, on sure, schedule. Sure, for sure. Um, I, and since you'll have such a cushion, that'll be easy to do. Oh, anyways. you're going to be able to line up your playoff rotation. The way Don't I, worry I look at that. it, in the bullpen is similar to what you just said with the starting rotation. Hey, you're going to roll these guys out and and, and go with it, you need, over the course of 162 games, call it 10, 11, or 12, some number of relief arms that you're going to use. You're going to use the Morans of the world. You're going to use the Tyler Duffies of the world. All of those people help get you to October. It changes. When you get to October, that first series, you are circling three probably four relief arms and saying, these are our guys. So Taylor Rogers, after having pitched back-to-back nights this week, probably, I don't know if they said this, I didn't see any of the quotes that would say this, but you would guess probably unavailable for Wednesday's finale with the Angels, right? Because he otherwise he's, no, facing, accurate, yes. he's facing Mike Trout, right. he's facing Shoei Otani. You're, accurate. you're going to your best reliever there. In October, mm-hmm. you're not having the conversation about, well, we need to go to this well 50 more times he is getting these outs in these big games. So you're not talking about the quote-unquote soft underbelly. That's probably too harsh of a term. But I look at it and say, do you have the arms at the back end that you trust once you get to October? Before that, do you have the arms that can get you there? I think both are probably a fair question right now in Minnesota.
2: Who do you trust right now? Taylor Rodgers,
1: Trevor May, Blake Parker. I think that's really it. <laughs> show for me. me, show me more, Tyler Duffy. I, I I love the early stuff that I've seen from Tyler yeah, Duffy. I don't know, but it's way too soon to say. You trust it, and
2: I uh, on Taylor, I agree completely. Parker, I think is he's a bit of a tight wire act at times, sure. yeah, but but I think true. I think I trust
1: him. He got the biggest out of the game.
2: <clears throat> the May thing to go back, I think we talked about this on the um, first place twin show yesterday. The thing that I like about May is I think he's being used exactly in the correct manner. He's not being over asked there. Sure, but yeah, and
1: yeah, that's a borderline so, one for me. I so should be honest.
2: if the twins start start to make calls and and there are uh, two tracks that they could potentially go on a mad bum type of starter type of track or. Bullpen type of track, and the first ask, because it's not going to be Kirloff or Royce Lewis. If the first ask is Gratterall, what's sorry, the, what's the response there?
1: Uh, call me back when you get real. <laughs> call me back. And when Gratterall, you, you would him. not have to. You could probably get a reliever without his name being mentioned. Correct? I think you could get Bumgarner without his name being mentioned. I okay. mean, the thing that we don't, we can't lose sight of here is that yes, Madison Bumgarner upgrades his team. No question about it in my mind. He bumps Michael Pineda from the rotation. Whatever you figure out what the roster looks like, but you're not you're not trading for Madison Bumgarner. You're trading for three months of Madison Bumgarner's mighty left arm.
2: Unless you can work out a contract extension when he joins. Well, you. but
1: that has nothing to do with the trade. You're not trading the Giants for the ability to extend him. Like you can't you can't have him agree to a deal with the Giants and then trade for that deal, right? They wouldn't no, do that. No, but him, you could bring him in and you could talk to him. extend him. Or you could let him finish out his contract in San Francisco oh, and extend him yeah, if you really want built. those well, but, two right. years.
2: But this depends on what, what they ask for and what That's you right. and what you perceive the necessary value That's of, right. of the return, which obviously if it's just a rental is not going to be as much, but if you can sure. get him to say, I'll stick around for two years yeah. and, and I'll sign right now with you, yeah, then you might be so, willing to give up more.
1: My point is that you're trading for three, four months of, of bum, Madison Baumgartner depending on when you pull that Deal off, but mm-hmm. you're giving up effectively six years of team control. I mean, really seven if you play but games Derek, with you're, it.
2: But you're, but you're the one on starting pitching who's always been we don't know
1: rightfully it's wishy-washy. So how about this? Let's even take it a step further. This is super nerdy. It's great. Six years of team control for a prospect. What do you think his percent chance of being a star is? Like Twenty. Let's just say 20, because prospects flame out all the time. And
2: if it's a pitcher, I also think there's a good chance he's going to have Tommy John at some point in in time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe call it 25, just to make the math a little bit easier. (laughs) So now I'm trading one-fourth of six years of a good starting pitcher, right? Does that make sense? Does that add up? Yes. Year and a half of a guy who I think will be at the top of my rotation for a guy who's maybe your number two, number three starter right now to maybe make a playoff run in October. That's when it starts to get a little... Hang on, let's let's pump the brakes on Madison Bumgarner. I think he absolutely makes this team better. It all comes down to price. That's the same as the agents. But,
2: but to go back to what you said, though, about the window here. See, th- this is where it gets intriguing. Because mm-hmm. Derek's point's a good point, but at what point in time have you now out-thought yourself? Right, I you, know. I and, think about that a lot. And you have this marvelous opportunity. And again, if Barrios is on the operating table next June, guess what? The whole thing's very different by The then. window
1: right. looks more closed. Whenever you have an opportunity, you pounce. Hammer down on windows. I, 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 I totally Rami get that. I, I totally get that, and I do wonder sometimes if I overthink it. I think baseball teams have overthought Craig Kimbrell. I mean, I really do. I think... You're telling me there's not a contender out there that could use his. You're services? saving a draft pick for <laughs> Craig <laughs> like four hundred thousand dollars or whatever. You guys, it's weird. Of draft slot money, is
3: it? Is it the draft pick
2: though that people are worried
3: about, that or is it just the be, contract? It, are people the, just worried about giving him? It's now the draft pick. It's okay. No, it, it's I,
2: now. I, it's I think it's now. Both. It was the contract. I think now mm-hmm. it's the draft pick, and I think it's going to be a, a free for all among a, probably a very small select group of teams once the draft is done. Three weeks. Three
1: and a half weeks, whatever.
2: But Royce's point, because if
1: you sign him now, he's not ready in three weeks.
2: But Patrick's point, which is a good one, is are you good? I I guess that Craig is already a surly SOB. So now are you going to get a guy who's going to come in and be lights out, or are you going to get a guy who's bitter about the whole process? And we, you know what? We saw that last year with Jens Lynn and 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 Morrison. And that's the one thing that, you know, fans, I think, too often try and dismiss. But people's personalities and personality fits in clubhouses are yeah. a big deal it yeah. matters and and yeah I mean Same token. We saw we saw more than Lance Lynn last year yeah um, poison things to a certain
1: I, I point. would say that's a very fair criticism and that if if he's just going to come in and be bitter and not pitch well, then obviously don't do it. If He's going to be bitter and be lights out with a forty percent strikeout yeah. rate. Right? Like I'll take the bitter, yeah, you know, exactly. surly employee if he's an all-star. That's perfectly fine. But
3: just, I do wonder if he's coming into a situation that is contending. If he's if he has the mindset to sort of put the yeah, saltiness behind him liners. and say, "Hey, okay, well, yeah. I didn't like what how things went this past winter, but I'm on a winning team that has a chance to go on a run." Yep. So, I don't know.
0: I'm going to circle back around to the first thing I brought up in this segment, that weird play with C.J. Crone yesterday. (laughs) Because it's still bothering me, but I finally have an answer. It's not a logical answer, but it's an answer. Uh, One of our listeners, Chad, directed me to a tweet of some video that shows Jonathan Scope... Deeking out his own first baseman for no good reason. Oh no! There was nobody. <laughs> I <didn't> see that? <laughs> there was nobody on first base, and Jonathan Scope not only puts his glove down, which I would get because that ball was moving pretty fast up the middle, so I understand why you would. He moved to the center of the the infield and put his glove down, but then pantomimed throwing a baseball at C.J. Crone <laughs> while Rock while while Jake Odorizzi was pitching him the ball from the other side. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that if you're Jonathan Scope?
4: Oh,
1: no, I don't
4: know. You are answer. you're really obsessed. I and mean, what doesn't play. make any sense? <laughs> Things thing.
0: that don't make sense tend to make me upset
2: for no good reason.
0: Also,
1: a good. long season.
2: Yeah, that's guys true. get bored. <laughs> they start to
0: de- when you played each other baseball.
1: Out. Didn't you just like walk around your kitchen and like fake swing all the time, or like fake like you got to throw? Uh, you know, yeah, the but relay. I never made
0: one of my. <laughs> teammates think I was throwing the ball to him when it was coming from a completely different direction. You're the same guy that told me
2: yesterday, get over the bullpen, they won the game, and now you're obsessed with C.J.
1: Crowen. Well, this isn't going to stop him from winning. The brakes are still cut. This thing is still flying down the road. That's the other thing we talked about on Glenn Perkins on baseball, which I know we're going to get to a segment here on the other side. Uh, One of the things he said is you have to trust everybody in that bullpen. And so I'm sort of jumping off of your point of, like, trust your teammates, all that kind of thing. He says, we focus too much on the outside of, like, who, what are the best guys doing? What are the best guys? Well, like, even look at Glenn's career, which is great with the Twins before he got hurt. He was converting, what, like, was it 90% of saves? Uh, just, like, an elite level of save opportunities converted. Sure, We'd focus on him when he didn't do well, but we'd hammer the bullpen when the, like, sixth-inning guy didn't get his job done. And, and Glenn's point was a good one. He said, closer has to get his job done back then setup guy had to get his job done. The lefties have to get their jobs done. The bridge guys have to get their jobs. It all matters. It all plays into what your bullpen numbers look like at the end of a season, and this Angels series was a little bit rocky, I would say, from the Twins' bullpen perspective. Let's
0: hear from Glenn Perkins. That's coming up next. It's the Score North first place Twins show, live from CHS Field, home of the St. Saint Paul Saints. Tonight, their season opener against Milwaukee. 7.05 first pitch. For tickets and all things St. Saint Paul Saints related, visit saintsbaseball.com. And new this year to CHS Field is the City of Baseball Museum. That also opens tonight. City of Baseball Museum offers a trip through time that uh, features five distinct eras of baseball in St. Paul with a focus on the rich history of its storied hometown team. It's all opening up tonight. CHS Field we're out here until 6 o'clock. Glenn Perkins on baseball coming up right after this. Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com
4: The Score North Twin Show Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and scorenorth.com Hey everyone, it's Phil Mackey. 2.4 million injured and 35,000 dead. Those are the National Safety Council injury facts from our nation's highways in 2015 as a result of motor vehicle traffic crashes. Federated insurance reminds us that these are much more than just statistics. These are family members, friends, neighbors. Distracted driving continues to be an epidemic, but unfortunately, it's not the only factor in vehicle crashes. How about this scenario? A driver had passed the same vehicle several times. With frustration mounting, the driver passed the vehicle again, but lost control while trying to change lanes quickly in front of it. The vehicle rolled several times, killing the driver, two other passengers, and injuring three others. Ask yourself, do you get anxious when you're driving? Do you yell or honk at other drivers that make you angry? Do you retaliate to even the score for other drivers' actions? The National Safety Council reports that aggressive driving plays a role in 56% of fatal crashes. Don't become a statistic. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Please make it home safe today. Hey, who are you? Score North. What? Score North. What? Minnesota sports. What? Anytime. What? Anywhere. What? ScoreNorth.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand It's the Score North
3: Twin Show And this portion of the Score North Twin Show is brought to you by Robert W. Baird and Company
0: We're out here live at CHS Field, home of the St. Paul Saints, and the uh, home opener tonight against the Milwaukee Milkmen at 7.05. For tickets and all things St. Paul Saints related, visit saintsbaseball.com. You just got a taste of uh, Glenn Perkins on baseball, which usually airs uh, on this day at this time slot from 1 until 2 o'clock. We're bringing you a special Score North first place Twins show today for the Saints home opener. But uh, you guys, Derek and uh, Phil, talked with Glenn Quite a bit there about the electronic strike zone, and I've I've been hmm. one to uh, advocate for the robot umpire takeover. It's actually my second favorite hashtag, right before put a roof on it. Robot really? umpire takeover, huh? um, and Glenn is on board. And I that don't know like why it. any I don't I don't know why anybody would not be on board with getting literally 99.9% of strikes and balls called correctly. Yeah.
1: Well, and that whole show is on the Score North Twin show feed, so you can find that. Wherever you find your podcast, just search for Score North Twins. Or on that
0: nifty, handy-dandy Score North mobile app that's available right. for Atalan You do Android. keep
1: bringing up that
0: mobile yeah. app, and that's great, too.
1: I you saw you just put there. up a
0: five thoughts column. All our written content also available right there at your fingertips on the Score North mobile app.
1: We're going to go blow for blow for promoting the app? I, I love think so, it. so, yeah. <laughs> it's great. I think that, I won up to you by promoting your own column. That is next I think, level. I don't <laughs> think you can trump that. <laughs> no, that's, that's your <laughs> mic drop moment. Glenn brought up something that I thought was really interesting, which is that okay, we have the technology debate, that's fine. That's probably for another day. But is there something more important in the game of baseball than the strike zone? And no, the answer is no. If you have the capability of getting that right 100% of the time, he says that baseball's pushback is always, well, it's a pretty tough job, and they get it 95% right and, and they don't. we're all humans is going to be 95% and exactly perk was like show me an umpire who gets balls and strikes 90 for, 95% right actually the data says i think was it
0: 70 or 80% that they get correctly I don't know, on I balls seen and that. strikes but there
1: was uh, apparently a boston university study that phil was name dropping there that i don't know it was like 35,000 34 or 35,000 missed strike ball calls throughout the course of a season yeah that's a lot. That's, That's insane. a big deal. That's a really big deal. And some of them are in pivotal moments. Most, I would say, are probably just in like the fourth inning of a two-two count, and you got to throw one more pitch. But the fact that you're just accepting of that error rate is kind of surprising to a lot of people. If
2: you can eliminate a handful of umpires from ever uh, being allowed to call balls and strikes again, and that includes, uh, I think, is uh, culpa. CB Buckner,
4: CB Buckner, Angel, Angel Hernandez. Hernandez,
2: Joe West, who actually yeah. is bad, but he's not terrible, but he just shouldn't be there. He shouldn't be. You, the more that you de-emphasize their importance, the better. Here's and the if thing. you're going to do it and get things right, like what I don't understand, and right. I'm I'm old school baseball
1: guy. Yeah, same. And I don't. I just don't want to know four different umpires' names. I don't want to know any of their names. It it should not matter. But it does. You and see, if I'm a hitter
0: or a pitcher, I shouldn't be guessing what
2: the strike zone is to start any given game
1: in a major league clubhouse. So. And here's the
2: other. And here's the other sort of subtle thing that's important, though. But if I'm a team, I love it. Yeah. I have now de-emphasized the importance of pitch framing on catchers, and therefore you're worth less to me at contract time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's no, true. I'm dead serious. <laughs> no, I know, but no. But think
2: about this. Well, uh, the, the guy who's now fire? with the Angels, Lucroy, right? Yeah. Who was. What was his big thing two or three years ago? Can frame pitches, great. Okay. Yeah. Well, now I have removed that from your arsenal, and so let's talk contract. Based on here's
1: four million dollars.
2: Based year. on, yeah. but here's a million less. <laughs> no, seriously. You're right. You're right. I know. I'm a team. I'm it's, trying to save money, right? It's cynical, I just, but you're right. It's not cynical. It's not cynical. It makes sense.
1: We need that. It's not cynical, Judd. For drops <laughs> later, <laughs> later in the show, I guarantee that's going to come up. But I. I it's Rami's just, right on this. There was fun. a major league clubhouse six years ago, and I was there, and they had the. Uh, umpire scouting report. Let that sink in for a second. There shouldn't the be. That umpire scouting report? There shouldn't be a thing. Be a thing. I was to. like, what is this? But, yeah, you know, hey, this guy calls a high strike zone. Or Glenn's point was that the low and away or the high and away strike to lefties is never a strike in baseball. If I'm a left in a pitcher and I'm fighting to get lefties out because that's what got me here. That's why I have a job. I'm po'd that I'm not getting a legitimate strike called a strike because you are bad at your job. That's that is what this whole thing boils down to. It, it would just be so frustrating to be on the pitching side of things. Catch
0: like Derek said uh, more of the Glenn Perkins on baseball show at uh, ScoreNorth.com or the Score North mobile app for Judd, Derek, Manny, and Lindsay back in the studio. on Rami. Saying thanks for listening to the Score North First Place Twins show.